Question for you. Whose heart are you seeking? You see, we're finishing our series after God's heart today, so I ask, whose heart are you seeking? Now, I can remember back to when Meg, my wife, when she first entered my life, junior year of college, and you could say I passionately and relentlessly pursued Meg. It's all I talked about with my friends, about all I thought about. My heart at that time was seeking Meg's heart. And maybe some of you have a similar experience in your life where you put you know, your whole being into a relentless pursuit. And perhaps it was the pursuit of true love and belonging. Or maybe it was the pursuit of a career or a vocation. Or perhaps it was a hobby that you just relentlessly went after, some lifelong goal or dream. You see, whatever it is, it reveals to us the human heart is crafted and made to pursue, to seek, to find a home. So whose heart are you seeking? See, David was a man known for his pursuit. God himself described him, described David as a man after his own heart. And we've explored together the ways in which he has pursued God, how he pursued God through his courage, and he pursued God through seeking godly character, how through his heartfelt and sincere confession and desire to do what's right, he was pursuing God. I suppose, if you would like, if you wanted to sum it up this morning, you could say David was a man after God's own heart because he lived into his God-given calling. That is our last C of this series. We had courage, we had character, confession. Today is about calling. Think for a minute about all the heroes of the Bible. Just, you know, the amazing people of the Bible and the stories you read in here. The first that pops to mind is uh, probably Jesus Christ. I would hope so. But then, very close, if not the second one, at least top three, David's name comes to mind, right? He is right in the running for second person you think of when you think of the Bible. And we think of David as this amazing person, this man after God's own heart. We think of David, you think, you know, there is no way I could compare to one such as David. And in our human eyes, yeah, yeah, maybe you'll never be a king or a queen. Or maybe you'll never lead armies of thousands. I kind of hope you don't. <laughs> maybe you'll never have a statue made in your likeness. I mean, that'd be cool, right? If you have a kid, perhaps you have some Play-Doh creations that are supposed to resemble you, but nothing like the statue of David. But you see, in God's eyes, in God's eyes, you are just as important as David. 
In God's eyes, the work that he has set before you is as important as the work he set before David. To those in your life, and you can look around the room, those with you, or look at the pictures on your wall, those people, or those that you work with, those in your life, your influence matters even more to them. Right now, your influence matters more than David's does. Think about that. Because God has called you. God has called you. You, he has called. He has a calling on your life to love, to live, to lead right where you are, right where he has placed you, to the people that he has placed in your life. Just as he gifted David with the Holy Spirit, God gifts us with the Holy Spirit. If we call on him, he's our Lord and Savior, we are seeking to live our lives for him, we are assured that his spirit rests on us, lives within us, and will not retreat. To the point that Jesus Christ even said before he went to the cross, I am sending one even more powerful than I. Ooh, oh, wow. Because the Holy Spirit's living in all believers and it can spread and do amazing things all at once. And that same spirit is living in you. So just as God guided, equipped, challenged, and called David, he guides, equips, challenges, and calls you. And if you doubt this, if you doubt this, consider David's humble beginnings. Right at the end of our series here on David, we're going to go back to the beginning of our series and consider one of our earliest readings. And it's all to remember how David began this life of seeking God's heart. See, after Saul, the previous king, right, before David, after he was rejected as king and God took his spirit from him, he told Samuel, the last judge, to go to the house of a man named Jesse. For there he will find and anoint the next king of God's people. So Samuel goes to Jesse's house. He prepares a sacrifice. He invites Jesse and all his sons to come. And now we're going to pick up and we're going to read together from 1 Samuel 16. We're going to start in uh, verse 5 and read through verse 13. That's 1 Samuel 16, 5 through 13. Let's open up our hearts to the word of the Lord goes like this. Yes, Samuel replied, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord, so purify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then Samuel performed the purification rite for Jesse and his sons and invited them to sacrifice too. When they arrived, Samuel took one look at Eliab and thought, surely this is the Lord's anointed. But the Lord said to Samuel, Don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way that you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse told his son Abinadab to step forward and walk in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, This is not the one the Lord has chosen. 
So next, Jesse summoned Shemaiah, but Samuel said, Neither is this the one the Lord has chosen. In the same way, all seven, a lot of kids, all seven of Jesse's sons were presented to Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any of these. Then Samuel asked, Are these all your sons? Are these all the sons you have? Note the text said earlier, all seven of his sons came forward. And yet here, Jesse seems to remember, oh yeah, there is still the youngest. Jesse replied, but he's out in the fields watching the sheep and the goats. Because surely you would never consider him. Send for him at once, Samuel said. We will not sit down to eat until he arrives. So Jesse sent for him. He was dark and handsome, beautiful eyes. And the Lord said, this, this one right here is the one. Anoint him. So as David stood there amongst his brothers, Samuel took the flask of olive oil he brought. He anointed David with the oil and the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. And then Samuel returned to Ramah. This is the word of the Lord. We give thanks to God. David wasn't even claimed as one of Jesse's sons. It's forgotten about. Because no one saw in David what God saw in David. No one looked at this little boy and saw a great warrior and king. Oh, but God did. No one heard the songs that David would sing and think they'd be sung for thousands and thousands of years. But God did. No one looked at David and thought, your name will be known by every generation that follows for thousands of years and beyond. But God did. Because no one looked at David and would think God would change the world through him. But God did. God doesn't judge us by appearance or height. Ooh, can I get an amen hallelujah for that one? God looks at the heart. Because God knows us. He sees us. He calls us. He works through us. He changes the world through his faithful followers. That is his strategy for the kingdom to spread. So I would like you to ask yourself this question. If you're taking notes, this is one you want to jot down. I even encourage you to journal through these questions uh, today and this week, because I believe it will be helpful for you. So grab yourself a pen, grab your notebook. I'll wait. I'll wait. You could also pause me. Technology is pretty amazing. All right, here we go. Ask yourself this question. Do you believe you have been called by God? That's the question. Do you believe you have been called by God? Do you believe God wants to do a mighty work in you and through you? 
Do you believe that he has given you immense gifts to be used for his kingdom and to his glory? Do you believe that your life deeply matters to God and that he has a set purpose for you in your life? Do you believe it? Because it's true. So the follow-up question, it's a natural one. Are you ready to take a step forward into your calling? Because God has called each one of his followers. It's spelled out for us in the Great Commission at the end of the book of Matthew. Look it up if you need a refresher. Are you ready to take a step forward into your calling? This might be your hundredth or a thousandth, twenty thousandth step forward into your calling. This might be the day you take your first step into your calling. But are you ready? Because God wants to do so much through you. So how do we do this? How do we go about stepping into and acknowledging and, and, and affirming and living into our calling that God has placed on our lives? Well, what David shows us, what this reading shows us, what we read throughout all of Scripture is by relentlessly pursuing God's heart. See, it takes courage to follow him, but God will never leave you alone. It means we have to do some open-heart surgery by building our own godly character and cutting out the things that, that separate us from him and putting in all the good stuff that keeps us closely in alignment with him. Because God must first do a work in us if he's going to do a work through us. So are there internal things God needs to work out in us first? And if there are then we know we need to confess all the junk to God. And we need to accept and believe that his forgiveness is for us and it is complete. So, do you need to clean out the deepest nooks and crannies of your mind, every messy drawer and closet that's taking up space in your head, your innermost thoughts, and offer them to God? who will give you his mercy, his love, his grace, his forgiveness. And do you believe that he does indeed forgive you? He forgives you, and just if that wasn't enough, he has work for you to do. He, he has called you. So step forward in faith, each and every day, asking God to guide you to give you ears to hear him as he leads you, for a heart to love as he loves, for, for hands that, that act as he prompts us to, and a mind that focuses on him day in and day out. I have an assignment for us today. If you're serious about seeking God's heart, if you're serious about living into and living out your calling, it takes daily intentionality. So to help us with that, this is our assignment. Each and every day, 
let's just start with this week. Okay, that's obtainable. It's seven days, each and every day, wake up and identify one small step of seeking God for that day. So today, you know, you wake up and you say to yourself, today I will seek God by being slow to speak and quick to listen. Or maybe for you, it'll be today I will seek God by honoring my commitment, even if I don't want to. Maybe it's today I will seek God by sending godly encouragement to someone I know who needs it. Maybe it is today I'll seek God by keeping my eyes open for opportunities to love my neighbor. Today I will seek God by accepting his forgiveness and resting in his presence. Right now, right now, and I mean like right now, right now, today, how will you seek God? Tomorrow. When you wake up, set your mind on the things that are right, the things that are true, the things that are good. And you step into your calling again by identifying how will you seek God. And what we find is that through living out our faith this way, (laughs) we might be known as people after God's own heart. That we will be kingdom movers and shakers all to the glory of God because we're walking in step with his spirit, going as he leads and guides, trusting that when we stumble, he picks us up. And each day again, we get up and say, today I will seek God. And we believe that through us, God can and God will change lives He will heal hurt hearts. He will mend broken relationships. He will spread peace and mercy in a world that thinks it doesn't exist. Brothers and sisters, you have been called. You, yes, you are called and gifted and equipped by our Lord and Savior. And if you are willing to answer that call, then perhaps you won't just be called but you will be called a person after God's own heart. May it be true, may it be so for every one of us here today. Amen. Will you bow your heads with me in prayer? Almighty God, we are humbled to believe that you call each and every one of us You first call us your sons and daughters, and then you call us to your kingdom work, to see your kingdom spread, to see your message of love and healing and reconciliation and freedom and life for all. To use us as your vessels to see your goodness pour into this world that is so broken and uh, disturbed and distorted by sin. But you are so good, God. When we look at someone like David and when we look at ourselves, we see brokenness and you see the beauty. And so, God, we pray that you give us eyes to focus on you and to step forward in faith, trusting you as you lead us. Work through the mess. Pull it all out of us, Lord, and lay it all on the table and allow us to receive your forgiveness. 
allow us to accept whatever earthly consequences we need as a result of that sin and step forward in faith anyway because we have kingdom work to do. Lord, it is my prayer today for the people of hope, for the people listening today, to keep our eyes focused on you, to not be distracted as we go about your work. And Lord, we know there's immense reasons and cause of distractions out there right now. So Lord, may we have a laser focus on you and your business and your word and your goodness and the work you have called us to. Today, Lord, we will seek you. And tomorrow, Lord, may your spirit prompt us and encourage us and empower us to say, today again, I will seek you. And may your spirit surprise us in the things you bring to our mind that we need to do to focus on you and step forward in faith, your calling, one day, one step at a time. So that when we are old and gray and we are close to entering glory, we may look back on a pathway of steps, small daily steps of faithfulness that lead to the kingdom growing and expanding because of the work you have done through us, your humble servants. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for choosing to use us. We accept your call. We step forward again today into our calling because we desire to be people after your own heart. Pray this all in your son's powerful and majestic name, the name of Jesus Christ. All God's people say, Amen.